and New Turd Tuesday coming up at 9 o'clock. You're getting new Prophets of Rage, new Brett Eldridge, and not one, but two Kid Rock songs. We'll also at 8 o'clock run you through Kid Rock's Senate platform. We have his platform. What he's going to run on, what the issues are, we have it. 8 o'clock, we will run that down. Joined every morning by the able-bodied uh, Matthew Fanzone. Both of us a little tired this morning as we were in attendance last night, Canton Palace Theater, for the Big Shine Down show. Uh, dude, what a kick-ass night. Honestly, like it was awesome to be a part of something that felt like... Was a, the radio station a part of well, that? Well, dude, you and I were a part of it, and that's what's really important, I was going to say, you would, you would not have known that. Um, you, me, and I feel like, I don't know, like 15,000 or 1,500 Stansbury Show fans right there. Like, uh, yeah, that was... Um, that was an experience. I mean, I you know, having done this a long, long time, obviously, you know, it, it's been a while now. People have come up and said, "Hey, man, I enjoy the program." Right. But last night, you're right. It was a, just a collection of them, and they were everywhere, and it was really good. And I was glad I went. That was the real reason I went. I've seen Shine Down. I've right. interviewed Shine Down. Right. You know what I mean? I I like them. But I'm not a huge fan, but they got some songs I like. But I was like, you know what? I like going out, and meeting the people, and sure enough, I stand out in front of the Palace Theater. It was it was good. It, it was awesome to meet everyone. My uh, me and my girlfriend were walking up to the Palace. And this is before we met up with you guys. Um, but as we're kind of like walking up, she says to me, she's like, I'm never going to get over why or how everyone stares at us when like we come to a place. And I look up. Well, bitch, I'm, like, I'm eight feet tall. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like everybody standing outside was just like looking at me. And I was like, I'm stoned. I thought that it was just me. And she's like, no, you idiot. Everyone's looking at All you. All right. Um, I don't want to bury the lead. OK. But you told me a story last night that I feel like okay. cannot go without being told. <laughs> this is one of the greatest stories I've ever heard. You know which one I'm talking about, right? Oh, as I was driving on Tusk? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That oh, okay. Um, so, yeah. Yesterday, awesome. we were driving to the Canton Palace Theater, and uh, I'm, I'm coming down Tusk and kind of in front of TDs, maybe a little bit more towards the yeah, hospital. Yeah, keep saying TDs. Uh, TDs, yeah, dude. You can get, <laughs> Scott will like that. Keep so, saying that. So I, I'm coming up, and I'm coming down towards downtown, and as I do, I drive up past this car, and then they drive past me, and as they start driving past me, this woman starts hanging out of the side of the car and starts clapping at me starts like clapping and I'm like oh my god what is going on and my girlfriend's like I don't know blah 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 so as we pull up closer this woman she's got her whole upper body hanging out and she's like trying to get me to pull up next to her and as she does she's like Fantown Fantown <laughs> it wasn't it, I don't think it was her clapping I think it was were rolls <laughs> slapping together so if you were the uh, the uh, the plus size beauty hanging nice. out of the, hanging out of the window nice. um, uh, I greatly appreciated dude it honestly was last night was good for for the ego, man. It I'd really be, was. I'd, yeah. I'd be a liar to say otherwise. Yeah, it was. It, it, and I, I just—that's the part of my job I like. Right. I like meeting people um, and, and finding out what makes you tick and what you do and like all that and what you liked about the show. I will say. Last night was a little hard for me, though. I mean, dude, I've never had that many strangers talk to me about my balls ever in my life. Yeah, you know sure. I mean? We spent a lot of airtime on those on Friday and yesterday, given the gold bond stories. If you haven't heard those, they're in the podcast. Check them out at WRQK.com. But I knew last night would be a sweaty, muggy mess mm-hmm. inside the Can Palace Theater, mm-hmm. so I gold bonded up for that last night, and sure enough, delivered in the clutch. Um, well, good. I'm glad they- uh, I'm becoming a fan. I'm glad they were taken care of last night your first concert at the Canton Palace Theater. Had seen a movie there, had never seen a musical act there, and um, we gotta do that more. Right. Like, we have to do that more. I ran into my buddy Todd, who works for Live Nation, uh, who kind of, like, put that show on. 
And when they were thinking about doing Shinedown, he kind of reached out to me and said, yo, man, you know, we go back a long way. I trust your opinion. What do you think here? And I said, oh, dude, we'll sell Shinedown out in a day. Right. I was like, Todd, we're talking, what, 1,500 people? I don't know what the palace holds, but it's, it's yeah, got to be right around there. 1,500, I believe. Right? Right around 1500 I was like, dude, we'll, we'll sell that out. And he was like questioning it. Like, I don't know. I'm like, dude, I'm telling you, he, it'll sell out. He and others were questioning it. And I was like, guys, are you kidding me? If you don't think we can sell Shinedown out, you're crazy. The most telling thing I saw last night, and for most people, you would never think about this, but given the jobs we have, we kind of have to pay attention to this. But Brent, the lead singer from Shinedown, mm-hmm. is on the stage, grabs the mic, and says, if you're seeing Shinedown tonight for the first time ever, raise your hand. And it felt to me, I'm going to, you know, I, I don't know what the actual number was, but it felt to me around like 75% of the people in that venue raised their hand last night. Okay. Now, that's a lot of any group of people. I don't care how small the group is. 75% of it is a lot of the group, right? Right. And if we could get 75% of an audience at one point and it was like, hey, you're all new people, that'd be great for us. Oh, God. Yeah. Would love I mean, that. That'd be great. Would love that. And so I saw my buddy Todd in the hallway and I was like talking to him about that. I was like, you know what that tells me, Todd? I was like, it's that we should be doing this more down here. That you should be bringing me Seether down here. You should be bringing me these bands. I like, right. what did I say the first week we were on the air here? I want to put a band in the palace. And sure enough, we did it last night. It took me three years to do that. And I, but I, I, I like it. And I like the fact that this radio station is going to start doing stuff like that. But I told him, I was like, dude, look, I just don't think sometimes people don't want to drive all the way up to the House of Blues. Yeah. Not that it's far, but sometimes people are just like, you know what? I, it would be easier for me if this was right around the, sh- the corner from me. Well, let's be real. Less about hours it. on the babysitter, less money and gas, and it's just, it's more convenient for you. Home earlier, all the things that you want it to be. I mean, would you, you- and I wouldn't have gone to Shine Down last nope. night had it been. Nope. At the house, of dude. Blues. If it would have been at Music on Akron, I would have been like, eh, "It's too far. Yeah, I'm not going." But dude, the fact that it was in Canton, the fact that it was like right—I I mean, know, I walked right, <laughs> right, right downtown. It just made it so much more of a deal. It felt like something I had to be a part of last night. It did. And, it and, and felt I, like an event here. And honestly, I mean, you know, which is awesome. Um, I'm glad you talked to the dude from Live Nation. I know people at the Palace, and like, let's both just try to keep you know feeding that seed as much as we possibly can. Because dude, that was it was it was an awesome night. It was a huge success. For everybody involved. Huge success. So I was happy to be a part of that. We, uh, Like I said, New Tour Tuesday coming up at 9 o'clock. You're getting new Profits of Rage, new Brett Eldridge, and not one, but two. So excited. Two Kid so Rock songs. About those. And we talked about a guy uh, the other day on the program who mm-hmm. had a face tattoo who says he cannot find work. Turns out, yes, he can. He just doesn't want it. I'll explain next. Hang on. Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. Rock 106.9. 9.30. No, I'm sorry. 8.30 is when we'll pass out those Incubus tickets. That show's on the 25th out of Blossom. What a good show that'll be. Incubus real good, really good live. Yeah, I uh, I really like that band a lot. And they, I mean, a band that probably older than most people think. I mean, they have a ton of music oh. to uh, kind of put a show together. Did with. you go all the way back to Enjoy? When did that come out? Like early nineties? Say mid ninety five, ninety six was going to be my guess. Oh, I bet it's earlier than that even. Yeah, I mean they've been out there a while now. I uh, and I'm a fan. So they'll be uh, playing Blossom on the 25th. We'll get choked up at 8.30. 9 o'clock is New Tour Tuesday. Prophets of Rage, Brad Eldridge, Kid Rock. All part of that. Excited, dude. Excited. I am. Not one, but two Kid Rock songs. So excited about it, dude. It's a Kid Rock heavy day, baby. I like it. Yeah, 8 o'clock, actually. We're going to run down Kid Rock's Senate platform on, uh, on what he's going to run on. I read it, and I'm more confused by his run. Is it just the lyrics of All Summer Long? I would assume that's it. Just Mixed with American <laughs> Badass. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that is pretty much it. <laughs> 
So I had a weird thing happen to me last night at the palace. Okay. I was standing in line for beer. And this woman like was like trying to walk by me. Okay. And so I like kind of moved out of the way and she turned to me. She's like, this is really weird. And I was like, okay. And uh, I was standing behind my buddy, Dustin, and we were like waiting to get some beer. Right. You don't know what she's talking about? No, none. Okay. And then she's like, like, and then she doesn't like keep walking. She's just standing there next to me. She was like, are you just like hanging out? (laughs) And I was like, yeah, that's my buddy, Dustin. We're about to get a beer and then probably go in and watch Shine Down play a little bit. I was like, yeah. She's like. So you're just like here. And I was like, you can see me, right? <laughs> like, she was like, yeah. And I was like, then yeah, I'm just here. She's like, oh my God, so awkward. And I was like waiting for the moment when she was like, you know, I listen every day and it's just kind of cool to meet you because, right. you know, that kind of happens, you right. know? And it never, that never came. So I don't know if she like thought she knew me from like something else or if she was just more beers into the evening than I had been or what the deal was on that. Um, I, I, I think that she probably, with radio and with, uh, you know, a lot a lot of different things where you feel connected to a artist or a brand or a band or whatever. Um, you feel like you know them so well that it's like a two way street. Yeah. It's like, lady, I've never met you. I, I don't, don't know, know you. who you are. Like you <laughs> I have want to, to know you. Right, you have to you gotta push things along there. So I'm she's, just she seemed nice, but yeah, but she just couldn't say anything else. She's like, This is really awkward. And Dustin, without even thinking about it, just looked at her and said, It wouldn't be, but you're kinda making it awkward. <laughs> Um, As we're walking away from the from the, from like the beer vendor, he looked at me. He's like, "Dude, he's like, I don't get your job, dude." He's like, "I listen to you guys every morning while I'm at work too." He's like, "But I don't think I could deal." He's like, "I couldn't deal with that." He's like, "Just standing there and some chick that you don't know just walking up to you going." This is awkward. This is the uh, this is the Dustin who killed the bird. Who hit the, the bird on the golf course. And the Dustin who will not give up when it comes to the Cleveland Browns. As a matter of fact, we were staying outside the palace last night. He was like, he wants us to never play this again for the Browns. And he's like always trying to come up with the bet. He's like, I'm getting the sacks, man. I told him, I was like, Dustin, I don't care what they do. I'll never stop playing this. I'll come to your house and play it in the front yard. I'll never stop playing it. So then we did. Fantone and I made him a deal last night. And I said, and I feel like this is a good deal. If the Browns make, not even win it, but if they make the AFC championship ever during the run of this radio show, I'll never play the sax while talking about the Browns ever. That's a fair that's a fair that's wager. A, that's a legitimate turnaround at right. that point. If right. you go from one and fifteen to now you're in the AFC championship game, that's a legitimate turnaround. And Tom Brady's 50. Ben Roethlisberger's not getting any younger himself. Joe Flacco's just Joe Flacco. So, like, when you start looking at the AFC, you got, I mean, looking ahead, the future could be real bright. You got to be like an Eastern Conference NBA team right now, just like, oh, yeah, LeBron's about to leave. Ben Roethlisberger's about to retire. You have a window there. Um, Dustin, uh, this is the first time my girlfriend had met him last night. Oh, is that right? And she's like, oh, my God, he was so funny. She's like, you and Stansberry, yeah, you guys are funny. She's like, but he was so funny. He is. If you get him talking about the Browns, he's hilarious. (laughs) He's a character to say the least And it's only funny because of how sad it is. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's not like he's, like, knocked down hilarious. It's just that he believes so blindly. He says to me all the time, I like you, man, but you're a dick with that sex. I hate it.
Quit playing the XX for my Browns. I'm telling you, man. And he keeps telling me, he's like, road playoff game this year, home playoff game next year. I was like, bro, you get half the Browns to spell playoff, and I'll be happy. <laughs> there was a point uh, we were both laughing something about Browns with him, and you can tell he was starting to get pissed at us. He's like, keep laughing, keep laughing. Stan Brady's like, I will. <laughs> he was like, say whatever you want. And I said, well, I was like, doesn't I am saying whatever I want. I'm saying it right to you. They have no chance at a road playoff game this year. We told you about this story a little bit last week where this kid, I think he's like 19, he's from New Zealand, and he's got a face tattoo. And it's not just, I mean, it's like a huge face tattoo. It, yeah. like, it's like a beard. He paint, essentially tattooed a beard on himself, and it's the word devastate across his mouth, but it has the number eight. <laughs> devastate. Eight. That's how you know he's a gangster, right? I because mean, he's white and he's spelled devastate with an eight. Well, I don't care which, which 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 race you are. If you're spelling devastate with an eight, you're messing up your life there. That's how you know he's gangster. Um, he uh, he's only got the one chain though. Yeah, no, you're supposed to wear two. You're right, dude. I mean, just just a a king of bad decision making, right there. Awful yeah. idiot. He got this done in jail. His brother designed uh. it. His brother designed it. And the reason why we talked about him last week is that he was complaining he couldn't find work. And I said, well, no, Doug, you've tattooed your face with the word devastate with the number eight in there. Every good employer is going to look at you and go, poor decision making. No, thanks. Uh, But tattoo acceptance in the workplace. Yeah, it's not a sleeve. You tattooed your face. And here's the thing is, even if it were a sleeve or any tattoo that you do get, it doesn't mean that you're a bad person. Listen, you can have face tattoos and be the greatest person on the face of the planet. And whether it's right or wrong, though, people are going to make assumptions about you. And if you don't think that there's going to be assumptions made and and employers that are turned off by something like that. But Phantom, that's not fair. Well, dude, I believe. Well, Phantom, that's not fair. believe that life is not fair. Well, look at that. that look there. at that from the two guys that were raised decently by parents finding out that life is not fair. So it turns out he was bitching about how he couldn't have a job. We find right. out now people did a little more research in it. He's been offered 45 jobs, turned them all down. Jeez. He does say, now look, I am going to be lasering off the tattoo, the Devastate. I'm going to get it lasered off, but I don't really want to because it's going to hurt. And yeah. my brother designed it, so it means something to me. But he understands that it's hurting him getting a job. It's been offered 45 jobs. He says, nah, I'm just waiting on the right one to come along. If you can't find one job and 45 offers that you're willing to do, this isn't about anybody else. This is about you. Yeah, I, I understand that, you know. Nobody's had more jobs than Phantom. Nobody. That's the truth, dude. I've, I've had a ton of them. I understand that there's a level of, well, is it worth my time if, you know, if I'm making a minimum wage job, is that really worth the How hours? far do I got to go to get it? And yeah, Well, right. but still, at the end of the day, you've had 45 offers. I mean, you're right. If it's an hour away and it's a minimum wage job, then, then, you're, do it. then you're losing money. But, like, you've had 45 offers. One of them had to be right. And to think that for a second, like, oh, well, that job's beneath me. Bro, you just got out of jail and you have a facial jail tat that you have to have lasered off. And dude, with that, it's You're going to see it. Oh, it's this huge dark tattoo. It's not like it's not like it's like a yeah, tri- it's outlined in black. Right. It's not like it's like a tribal design on some no. chick's like upper left bicep. Like this is a huge dark tattoo. There's no way it's going to laser off without leaving behind significant scarring. He said when he used to ask for jobs, people would laugh in his face. Yeah. Yeah. You know what he could do? Remember we were talking about this last week, too. 
is that dudes who were going bald right. were ended up tattooing stubble right. on their head. Maybe he could like do it like a tattoo of st- like when he gets it lasered lasered off. If you can still see it, maybe stubble of the beard there. I don't know. I feel like this guy probably just needs to stop with the tattooing. <laughs> Honestly, this dude probably just needs to call quits. There. What's funny is he's got a tattoo of some word I can't even read it in this picture above what would be his left eyebrow, uh. and nobody even talks about that. That's another face tattoo because the one is so big, you don't even think about the one above his eyebrow. Now, if you're going to be a tattoo artist or you're going to be a rock star or even if you're going to be on the radio, then there's plenty of things there where it's like, well, then, yeah, you can have your face tattoo. Uh, yes, you're, yeah. you are technically correct about all those things. I'm telling you, this company in 2017, I don't think wants you to have a face. D- d- clients don't want you to have that. We're getting into a very specific few jobs we're talking about here. If you are looking for employment in life and Unless you have one of those jobs locked down already, I would, I, I would, I would tell you not to get the face tat. In radio, I would even tell you not to do it. it th- this is a very loose business, and you could get sleeve tattoos and all that stuff. And nobody would care. But a lot of times, when you're listening to the program, when you hear us in a commercial break, you'll hear me say, "Hi, this is Stansbury for the Wakeham Auto Family." You think Wakeham wants me to be their spokesperson if I have a face tattoo that says "Devastate" across it? My guess is probably not. My guess is when I had that meeting with them up there, they would have been like, uh, "We're going to yeah. go with somebody else." Yeah. You know what I mean? But had I walked in there with like a half sleeve, they weren't going to think anything of it. Because welcome to tattoos. It's not about tattoo. Phantom was right about this. It's not about tattoo acceptance. This is about idiotic. This is about you not knowing. It's self awareness. What? What I'm always talking about in this program, you got to know that just because you can do something doesn't mean that you should do something. And that, yes, you can do it, but it doesn't mean that everything is just going to go your way because you did do it. What an idiot. 45 jobs this kid's been offered, and he won't take a single one of them. This isn't about your tattoo. This is about the fact that you're 19, you think you got the whole world figured out, and you're a lazy effing bum. More Stansbury show right around the corner. Hang on. Dan Stansbury. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your friend, Pigs. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. On Rock 106.9. And welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. 9 o'clock, we'll give you a new tour Tuesday. You're getting new Prophets of Rage, new Brett Eldridge, and not one, but two Kid Rock songs. Doubling up, dude. I love it. Yeah. I yeah. love it. Podunk, the name of one. Okay. And The Greatest Show on Earth. All right. Number two. I like it. Which The Greatest Show on Earth, apparently, rolling through town pretty soon. August 6th, right? That show out at uh, out of Tom Benson Stadium, he and Toby Keith. That's, uh, that's when it all goes down. That'll be a good night. That was when it all goes down. I wonder if that's going to be a campaign rally as well for Mr. Rock there, for Senator Rock. I don't know. I don't know. We do have his Senate platform. We're going to run that down for you at 8 o'clock. Can't wait. Dude, it's the most Kid Rock heavy show we've ever done, I think. Yeah, I'm all right with that. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, as you said, I was like, this better be the most Kid Rock heavy show we've ever done. August 7th, I mean, maybe it might be the, the more Kid Rock filled show. But yeah, up to this point, I would hope this is as much Kid Rock as we've ever given you. You know what I mean? Besides all summer long. <laughs> Nine million times because everybody knows rock fans like all summer long. That's the Kid Rock song. There. I do got to give a shout out here to Canton PD and uh, uh, the canine officer, but they did not list which canine this was. But uh, police stopped a vehicle driven by Kirkland L. Bryant this the other day. And uh, according to Stark County Jail records, Bryant ran from the car. What do I always say? Dude, once you're pulled over, just stay. You're not getting away. Have you not seen live PD? Have you not seen cops? You don't get away. You just don't. It's got to be rare, especially nowadays when it's technology to find you. I mean, dude, it's just a bad idea. 
He was carrying a black bag and a red backpack as he ran. Eventually, Bryant then tossed away the backpack, police said. All right. So they used the police dog during the chase. It caught Bryant, who then struggled with the dog, according to reports. Police said Bryant was carrying bags containing heroin, cocaine, along with a scale. Dude, a lot of time in jail with that. Mm -hmm. The backpack Bryant tossed away contained several types of drugs, scales, and baggies used to package the drugs. So welcome to intent to distribute. Yeah, personal use. Personal use. Yeah, that intent to distribute part's yeah. going to be real tricky in front of the judge. As well it should be, dude. You're oh, selling heroin yeah. out there? <laughs> yes. Of course, dude. More drugs and syringes were found in the car, according to the reports. Police charged Bryant with felony counts of trafficking heroin, possession of heroin, tampering with the evidence, tampering with drugs, possession of drugs, aggravated trafficking in drugs, and there's like a lot more. Okay, good. Re- resisting arrest, obstructing official business. I mean, there's like nine other things in here. I mean, they're going to throw the book at this dude. I just, wh- running from the cops at all is dumb. But if they got the canine unit out there, the last thing I want is a dog biting me in the ass, waiting for the cop to show up. Like, no, 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 no. And let's be real. One of the things, like, if you ever, you know, your dog ever gets off the leash or you lose your dog, they always say don't run after it because you're not going to be able to catch a dog running. So if you think you're going to be able to run away from a canine officer, I guess desperate situations, you know, desperate measures, but terrible, terrible idea right there. I mean, I guess when you're carrying that much weight is what it's called in the drug community. What's the difference? Yeah, I mean, you're going to jail either way. You might as well at least try to get away. I mean, I don't want to say that because I, I I don't want to give anybody the, the idea that I think it's okay because it's not. And I think, honestly, I don't know this to be true, but I would imagine that if you hire a really good lawyer and you just, when getting pulled over or when they find you, you just go, you know what, hands up and go willingly, I'm willing to bet it might earn you a few points in sentencing. No, they're not going to be like, you know what? You just gave in, so you know, go home. Your mom will take care of it. No, that's not what's going to happen. But I know if you run from them, they're not going to make it any easier. You're stacking charges at that right. point. Just not very smart. Just not very smart at all. I have been accused many, 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 many times by members of the audience of being a LeBron homer. You just like LeBron too much. You're a LeBron homer. You talk about LeBron too much. Well, I've got some harsh words for LeBron. LeBron came out and said something yesterday, and he's blaming other people, and it's totally all LeBron James's fault. And I'll tell you what I'm talking about next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Get hooked up with the Incubus tickets at 830-1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need on those. That shows the 25th of July. It'll be out of blossom, and we'll get you hooked up. Fantone, did you know that a narcissist only returns again and again to ensure that you never move on from the pain he has caused you? Oh. And that... I did not. And that is the only reason they I did not know that. Yeah, well, Zeri Ballard in When Love is a Lie wanted you to know <laughs> that a narcissist only returns again and again to ensure that you never move on from the pain he has caused you. I like how they write that as if a woman could not be a narcissist. It's pretty interesting. That should be they, not he. Interesting. Interesting. And just don't allow that person to return. Once they've exhibited those behaviors, you be the stronger person and walk away. Don't take that phone call. Don't answer that message. My boyfriend slept with my best friend, and I hate them both. And now they're both this word that I can't spell and didn't know the definition of until Facebook gave it to me. We've all been there. Heartbreak's a bitch, dude. It is. <laughs> I've been it. That's why I make fun of it. Is because I'm trying to remind myself not to be that guy ever again. I had been there. I've been there. 
posting memes, sunsets over water, and inspirational pics because some chick ripped your heart out or some dude stepped all over you. We as a society have to tighten our game up just a bit there. I have been accused many, many, many times on this program by members of the audience of being a LeBron homer, just giving LeBron James too much credit. And really, it's more off the court stuff that I really respect LeBron for, not what he's done on it. When you think about the fact that that guy's been famous and a celebrity since he was 15 years old, was on the cover of Sports Illustrated at 16. He's been in the league now. I believe we're going into his, what, his 14th, 15th year, somewhere right around there. And um, we have never, never seen the LeBron controversy. Um, there was, I know, stuff with uh, what's his name? Did he bang LeBron's mom or whatever? But like LeBron James himself has never been in any trouble. That is amazing. Yeah, it really is mind-boggling. Got $200 million before even playing in the NBA. I mean, Nike gave him that money, then Sprite gave him that money. And, dude, you give a young man... I heard Jason Whitlock say this on TV yesterday, and it made me go out loud. I said to myself, oh, God, yeah, me too. Where he said, I'm so thankful nobody gave me a ton of money when I was young. And when I think about LeBron, that part of that is that. Or any athlete, for that matter. You give a young man that much money, and we're surprised this stuff goes off the rails. That's crazy. Well, how many how many you know young athletes have been given a tenth of that? Given you know given ten million dollars or something? Club. Well, and, right. Look at Ezekiel Elliott right. punching dudes in bars in Dallas. I mean, we don't know for sure, but that's the rumor. Right but now. that's the thing is, LeBron's never been around that rumor. Close to it. You right. know what I'm saying? Obviously, savvy enough to 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 keep himself away from things like that. Understand. If I do go to a club, somebody is going to try to start something with me. Therefore, I'm going to stay away from situations like that. Exactly. Um, all those things to be celebrated. You start throwing in what he's done for Akron and obviously sending the uh, kids to college and, and bikes and, and computers and all those different things. That's a good all dude. great. Opening up a school. And this is us just talking about what he's done off the court, let alone he's a pretty good basketball player, dude. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care about the Golden State Warriors. I don't care about anything else. Michael Jordan, all those points aside, LeBron's pretty good at basketball. He might be all right. So it's pretty good. I don't know. I don't know if he'll be a great NBA player, but he's got a future in the big three for sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. But all that said, I feel like I got to take issue with something LeBron James said yesterday. Okay. And I think that because it's all his fault. And what this is, and what LeBron James is doing right now, is deflection. And that way, when he breaks your heart, you'll then turn around and you'll blame Dan Gilbert for it, and you won't blame LeBron James. And LeBron is too smart and too calculated for this not to be exactly what he's doing. He's setting the table so when he leaves, you blame other people, the faceless, versus blaming him. And he came out and said that he's frustrated and concerned with the Cavs offseason efforts. Okay, LeBron, you are the Cavs offseason effort. You're it. You're the only thing. I said this about when they lost in the NBA Finals. They had a 16-point lead. He couldn't sit for two minutes. They are a poorly constructed basketball team. They just have a transformative player. That's it. What LeBron is saying to you here is he's concerned and frustrated because when he leaves next year, he wants you to blame Dan Gilbert because he doesn't care if you blame an owner. He cares if you play. Le- he cares if you blame LeBron. He hated being the villain. Hated it. Came out and said it multiple times. I hate being the NBA villain. And this will make him a villain again. And he knows it. So he's setting the table. And I said this during the Chauncey Billups, like the the attempt to hire him. LeBron, if you want free agents to come here, 
all you got to do is one thing, bro. It's all you got to do. Look directly into a television camera and tell the entire world, I am a Cavalier no matter what. But everybody, Lee Jenkins, Lee Jenkins the one of the very few media people who has a close relationship with LeBron James, has been reported as saying more than once, the general consensus in the NBA, players and executives, is LeBron is no longer interested in being a Cavalier after next year, and he's out. And free agents know that, LeBron. So nobody's going to come here and then be stuck on the hook in Cleveland when you want out. Everybody knows you want out. You don't get to be frustrated, bro. This is on you. Look into the camera and commit to the Cavaliers full term and watch NBA players line up to come here and play with you. Watch GMs line up to come here and run the team. This is about you. This isn't about Dan Gilbert, bro. Um, one thing worth mentioning is that this is according to reports. This he did not come out and say this. He did not. He this, that is fair. So, like, that's so, fair. So very worth noting there that he made no public statement. Okay, that's he, fair. He, he he. We did look for it, and this is being reported. That's fair. He this is this is all according to a report to USA Today. So like, I'm not going to be like, well, it's anonymous sources, therefore it's not true, because I do believe that LeBron is frustrated and concerned. Well, I wanna, who wouldn't be? I, right. Well, and I, I I think that's very important. To, to see there is that yes of course who wouldn't be and a big part of the problem here is uh, yeah I, 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 I know the point that you're making with like well you know LeBron sat for two minutes and they blew an 18 point lead or whatever um, the Cavs are still a very very good basketball team a championship caliber basketball team and I think after they won that title without anticipating or being able to see into the, uh, into the future of Kevin Durant they made moves that they thought were going to solidify them playing against the Golden State Warriors as they stood. As they were. As they I agree. stood. So when you made all those moves after that championship, those were celebrated moves. Let's not act like nobody let's not act like when J.R. Smith got that contract, everybody was like, oh, terrible move. No, we were all like, yes, smart decision because he was a huge part of winning that series, of winning of winning that title. You're you're right about that. And I even celebrated that. But I wonder, was I and other fans guilty of just you know, being happy about the fact that we won a championship? And so everything looked like a good idea. Well, well, I mean, rose-colored glasses, I mean, right? Yes, uh, uh, wine and gold-colored glasses, you might call them. But <laughs> nice, nice, but, nice job. But uh, so, so an important part of that sentence there is that when we won that championship, very, I agree, very, very important part in in, in 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 the in the ending of the drought in Agreed. the fifty-two years or whatever it was. That's that, right. That, that Northeast Ohio was just so thirsty for a title that that now it's like, oh well, if you're not winning multiples, you're worth nothing to me. So I I, I think it's worth. Everyone kind of calming down there and keeping in perspective of what has happened in Northeast Ohio sports history and what just happened two years ago, two seasons ago. That's a pretty, you know, a pretty important thing worth noting. That is that that is important. And I will also say this. I will be all right when he goes. And he is going. Make no mistake, LeBron James will not be a Cavalier after the season. Will not happen. The entire NBA is a buzz about it. It's not going to happen. You got the Celtics on the rise. You got the Lakers on the rise. You got Houston doing what they're doing. Do you think he's going to sit here and play with Richard Jefferson? No. Well, not going to happen. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to at least give some disagreement there of like, 
You've got the Celtics on the rise, but as the Cavaliers stood last year versus the, the Celtics stand this year, I will still put my money on the Cavaliers oh, 10 I agree. times out of 10. I agree. So, okay, so and now this is a, a hypothetical. What if the Cavs F around and win a title this year? And it's not like that's so unheard of and like, oh my God, you're an idiot for saying that, Fantone. No. If the Cavs make it to the NBA Finals, and I know this is if, ands, and buts, and either A, the Golden State Warriors are not there to meet them, or B, who knows what happens injury-wise? Who knows yeah, what I mean, happens a million as the things. season unfolds? Right. So if the Cavaliers are able to contend for a title and possibly win it this year, it's going to be a completely different song that we're singing. So, like, I will obviously, in the live opinion business, I would have to change my position if new information comes out. And so, with that being said, dude, it's not like free agency is the only way to add talent to your team. The NBA season hasn't even started, let alone are we looking at what's right. happening with the trade deadline. And I know everyone's like, well, there's rumors he's going to go to Houston. Well, dude, there's rumors he's going to go to Cleveland. And if Carmelo Anthony ends up on this team, I'm not looking at him as... as they as, say he's going to remain a Nick now. Well, I mean, and that's... Dude, I mean, we still have, we still have months before basketball right. season even starts. That's true. So, like, you... you you have to keep in perspective. There's going to be a lot of moving pieces and parts here, and if 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 the Cavaliers are able to put themselves in title contention again, I I, I know it's like, well, he could go to L. A. and face the Warriors and and get beat in the second round of the NBA playoffs. I think I said this to somebody last night, and I think I'm right about it. LeBron knows title count. He's never catching Michael now. I really think that had he repeated. This last NBA Finals and beat what people are considering to be one of the best teams ever assembled in the Golden State Warriors. I think he would have called it quits. I think he would have went out Fair. and said, dude, I repeated for Cleveland. Fair. I gave you two back-to-back. I know I'm not getting a six. I just beat an all-time great team. I'm LeBron James, bitch. Career done. Hit I really think he, I think he would have pulled out. I really do think he would have pulled up early. I think LeBron James will pull up early. I don't think he's going to be Kobe Bryant. I don't think you're going to have to yank him off the court. Um, He's going to have to do that. I mean, that he's 15 years right now at this point. So say, yeah. But the huge difference there is you look at where Jordan was at the end of his career, where Kobe was at the end of his career, and where LeBron is currently in his career. I said it last year, and I, I stand firm. I think LeBron's becoming a better basketball player. So it's not like it's not he's like more that versatile. It's not like that window shut on him right now. No. it's not like it's not like Kobe I mean, where it was like, dude, well, dude, yeah, I have to leave because I mean, I'm, I'm an albatross on the on the Lakers. People won't look at it because he lost the NBA Finals. But if you go look at what his numbers were in this last Finals, I mean, he was through the roof on every category. And as as far as as far as him leaving and the role of of him being a villain or whatever, however, people are going to uh, kind of internalize that and then you know what they're going to think about him dude this is at this point the the dysfunction of this offseason yes if LeBron said I'm going to stay here for the rest of my career would that change things of course it would but what would change things more is a functioning front office in the Cavaliers organization right now so I am going to put it on Dan Gilbert dude I I understand what you're saying of LeBron if you stayed there would be there would I can't argue with you but but dude you don't have a veteran front office right now making moves in the last year of what is your LeBron run. How could you mess it up right now? If you didn't do it next year and you knew LeBron was leaving or you thought LeBron was leaving, how could you mess it up right now? Offer offer Dave, or, or David Griffin, offer him, offer him $10 million for this next year and bro, if we don't get it done, see ya. I think You're he, all gone. Honestly, has he signed with, I don't think he has signed with another has team not. yet. Yeah, I think he'll probably 
be back here. I was on the air with Munch on Friday, and he asked me, he's like, ballpark it for me what you think the chances are of David Griffin coming back. And I said 70%. What an embarrassment, dude. If that's the case, like, what an embarrassment. He did it with Mike Brown. You're going to do it with David Griffin. Dude, Dan Gilbert definitely has his issues. I'm not saying he's a great owner. At least there was time between Mike Brown, and it was a different set of circumstances when you brought him in the second time. I agree with that. If you fire somebody for three months and then beg them to come back, And have to beg them to come back. Right. After being turned down by a guy with no experience, dude, what an embarrassment that was. I still think Chauncey would have said yes had LeBron committed full term. I just don't know if you're a free agent or a good GM why you want to come there if the best player in the world is basically a foot out the door. Because no matter who's in that position, after LeBron leaves, you're all getting fired anyway. You're all we're all starting back at zero. You're not yeah, gonna be true. you're not gonna be expected to re, 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 revitalize the Cavaliers and be like, all right, well, dude, we've got you know we've got Kyrie for another year. No, dude, everyone's gonna get fired. Everyone's gonna be shown the door. Take your money and go, dude. I just think behind closed doors, NBA teams are gonna be pushing, or the NBA even is going to be pushing him to a premier franchise. If you're the, we talked about this with Scott yesterday. If you're the NBA, you want him to be a Celtic. You want him to be a Nick. You want him to be a Laker because those are the premier franchises and that's what's going to help the TV rating. And with the, I mean that TV deal cost a billion dollars. Those networks gave you a billion dollars. They want games that are going to get ratings. And LeBron and Lonzo together gets ratings. I'm not saying he's going to be a Laker but I don't think he'll be a Cavalier and if he wanted free agents to line up and want to play in a Cleveland Cavaliers jersey the real easy way to do it is look right into the camera and say, I'm going to be a Cavalier no matter what. And the only reason he won't do that is because it's a flat out lie and he doesn't want to lie straight to your face like he did last time, because then he will again be the NBA villain. So I'm just going to start waving goodbye to the greatest basketball player in the plant in the world, LeBron James. I'm just going to start waving goodbye to him right now, because that's exactly what is happening. We'll be back with more Sansbury Show next. Hang on. Very Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show, Rock 106.9. We have Incubus tickets. You'll get hooked up at 8.30. That show's on the 25th out of Blossom. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need on those. And then coming up at 9 o'clock is New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino in Northfield Park, where I'll be later, actually, for the Diana Ross show. I cannot wait for that. Nice. Uh, this morning, 9 o'clock, you're getting New Prophets of Rage, New Brett Eldridge, and not one, but two Kid Rock songs. Yeah, I am pumped about the Diana Ross show tonight, man. I'm pumped about that. How could you not be? I'm a huge fan. One so, of the uh, one of the greatest song song well, performers of I would say this or any generation. Yeah, Diana honestly, Ross, dude. being a big fan that I am, I don't know how much of that stuff she actually wrote. I know a lot of people get hung up on that, and I know especially in the Motown days, it was like just sing it. You know what I mean? So I don't know how much of it she wrote, but what I do know is there was no cool edit, there was no Pro Tools, there was none of that. That was reel to reel, and she was hitting them notes. Now she's like 90 now, so I don't know. I'm very interested to see if she can still. I don't know how old she is, but she's got to be up there. She was at the Hard Rock not that long ago. I know I, it was within the tenure of this show. Because your mom went, right? Because my mom went. She right. said she had an absolute blast. Diana went up there and killed it. Oh, so good. I can't wait. I think you're going <laughs> yeah, to be, uh, think you're gonna be in for a good time tonight. This is, this is my favorite Diana Ross song, by the way. Upside Down. Really? Uh, just because of what it's about, if you really start listening to it, and she's talking about her boyfriend has such good D that she doesn't care that he's cheating, and it's like, whatever, you can go out and bang every other whore as long as you keep d and me down so good. Yeah, you know who that's about? Who's that about? That's about Gene Simmons. Really? Yeah. Really? Boy, you turned me into 
Apparently his D game crazy. Apparently, dude. <laughs> Apparently it's crazy. I uh, that's that's not even close to my favorite Diana Ross song, but it oh, yeah. is a good one. I don't, uh, dude. I can never pin it down. Uh, the Diana Ross and the Supremes are like in my top probably three favorite musical artists of all time. Maybe if not my first. And it's just that catalog's so good, dude. Everything's just good. So I, I could never do that. I could never. I don't know. Baby Love is pretty good. Yeah. Where I Did mean, Our Love Go is pretty good. If you're looking for like the greatest of her songs, Baby Love probably. That's a good one. Yeah, hard hard not to give it to her. Yeah, that's a good one. Neither Fantone or myself have ever been married. Neither one of us have ever been married on this program. And when I talk to married guys, it's just something in men where it's like, dude, you just bag on your wife. It's just what you do. When you get together with your buddies and you're all on the golf course, everybody just bags on their wife. It's just part of what you do, right? And so I've never really understood if this is just guys complaining about their wives or if this is a legitimate thing that happens in marriages. But a lot of married guys I talk to complain about the lack of oral sex that they have in their life. All right. Right. And what they'll say to me about me going out and dating is like, well, at least when you're dating, though, like I know the dating life sucks at our age, but at least if you're dating like this is probably. And I always say I'm like, seriously, do your wife won't do that? Like, that's uh, not like you should leave her, but you should leave her. I mean, if that's going to be the thing. Well, if that's high on your priority list, if that's your sexual thing, like you have to as in a partnership, you got to be happy. Well, right. And you've got to, you have to sacrifice for the other person. Like if you are like, dude, that's my number one favorite sexual activity. And she just kind of blatantly refuses to do it. She's blatantly neglecting you there. She's just like, eh, whatever. It's not that important to me. Well, it's like, well then what else? Then is I'm not, not important. Right. To you. What else is not important to you? Men's health believes that, they have figured out a couple of reasons why women are so hesitant to perform oral sex. All right. And coming in at number five was that if you're too slow, they say if it takes you 10 minutes or more to orgasm from oral, then that's one of the reasons why your partner's like, you know what? I'm just not in for a marathon. I don't want to do this all day. So they're like, um, you know, give her a break. They're saying here, help her along the way. But if it takes you a while, that's part of the reason why she doesn't want to do it. That makes sense. If you're, if you're 30 minutes deep into something and you're like, Oh my God, I got other things to do tonight. It doesn't seem like an easy activity to do that long. No, no, not at all. Dude. You know what I mean? Exhausting. I don't I, I have ADD. I can't get through a popsicle. So like I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't understand. I'll, I'll admit that. Like that would be a, that seems like I don't want to do it for two minutes. So it seems like a very well, hard activity. Yeah, I mean, flip, flip the coin there. And like you performing oral on her, thirty minutes of that, I would be like, dude, my jaw, jaw hurts. I'm tired. You the little under part of your tongue gets torn off. Here's the thing: if it wasn't for like the mouth getting tired and the jaw getting worn out, it's not something that that I want to be done doing real quick. Though you do kind of have to like uh, <laughs> grab me out of there. Yeah, but thirty minutes deep. Is, Get out. I mean, that's <laughs> there's 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 a time. You know, there's there's a line in time where you should. You know, if you're not going to reach, then you're not going to reach there. Men, yeah. Yeah, that's that is true. Men's health also saying that if you neglect proper grooming, it's another reason why your yeah. wife probably doesn't want to uh, perform oral sex. They say pubic hair traps, unpleasant odors is, is part of this. And I think there is something a little bit about and I don't know this to be true, I guess. But again, I'm just taking stuff that I hear from like my married friends, like in conversation. Right. And I feel like a lot of times what happens with couples is is you're together, you love one another, you know this is the person for you, and you just get 
for the lack of a better term, lazy about some stuff. When it's like, yeah, that's my wife. I don't care. I don't have to do this. Where I'm, you should always maintain the system. You know what I mean? You always got to maintain the system. So I, I, I feel like proper grooming is still probably necessary, married or not. Yeah, I mean, if you think that, you know, just because she's your wife, I mean, if anything, that's even more, more reason, reason to do it. Right, because I you agree. know you, you know it's less likely there. So, yeah, dude, if, if you've got if you've got just full throttle, haven't, like, shaved it or haven't, like, manscaped it in years, then what do you expect? I would agree. Another reason they say your wife doesn't want to, uh, well, go down on you is if, uh, apparently you don't reciprocate. Which I will never understand why anybody, man or woman, in a sexual situation would expect to look at somebody and say, do this for me, right? Like, now, I, I'm a fan, okay? Um, and I don't understand guys who aren't. But I will say that I am, this is crazy because there's no logic behind this. But I'm probably more concerned about who I do that with and who I would have sex with. Like, there are definitely women either who I've been like, yeah, I'll go to bed with you, but I'm not doing that for you. You know what I mean? And now, this is a different line than most guys have there, but that obviously shows there's some sort of weird balance there of, like, you still would expect that person to do it to you, though, right? A man receiving oral sex... expect I want it. I don't know if I would expect it, but I would want it. A man receiving oral sex feels... I, it feels like less of a commitment, I guess. You know what I mean? It feels like less of a, when uh, giving oral sex, it feels like that's, I don't know, there's more to it. Yeah, if I'm really into you, that's, I'm, I'm ready. And, and I really enjoy that. But I, I, it is one of those things that I'm like, it's not going to be every sexual partner for me. No. You know what I mean? Um, they say here, if you fail to provide notice and you know what this is, uh, uh, like before you're, uh-huh. you're getting ready here, before you're ready to finish there, if you don't let her know that, that that's one of the reasons they want to do it. And my thing is, with this is, is that if you've been with the same sexual partner for a while, they kind of know. Yeah. Every woman I've ever talked to about this, because let's be honest, I mean, you're a little curious about how things are for the other sex. They always say, we can kind of tell when you're ready. Like it kind of, there's a difference. You pulsate a little bit more, and you can definitely tell. I, I don't understand why not say something. If anything, like, dude, I'm. That's one of my favorite parts. It's like, yo, here it is. Like, yeah, I definitely say it loud. And Raise proud. your hand if you didn't want to know that. <laughs> I mean, like, but why? But why? But why? Why would you? Why would you like? catch her off guard i mean you appreciate what's happening there like why not try to be more polite about it should be talking to her through it yeah a little bit yeah yeah. not like hey you could be better at this or anything but like you know it's kind of talking through it and they say the number one reason why women uh, especially uh, married women are not so keen on performing oral sex is that apparently guys get handy say don't you know be moving her head around don't be doing this kind of stuff and dude again this is what makes this so tricky is that woman to woman that's different like certain women are like, move me wherever you want me. Right. And then other women are like, you know what? You're just even lucky I'm willing to do this for right. you. So just sit there and be seat belted in and don't touch me. It all depends on the woman. Yeah, it depends on the woman, depends on the partnership again. Uh, because, you right. Know, if you know that person right, and you feel more comfortable with them, then you should be able to, to you know, say, hey, sweetheart, why don't you try it this way? This I think way. that's appropriate. But you're right. If it's like the first time out with somebody or you're just probably casually not dating that. them, yeah, they're, they're not going to appreciate that. So there you go. That's, uh, that, that, that's how you can get more oral sex in your house. Yeah, guys, don't be, don't be a jerk and take a shower. Like, I don't know why that, like, dude, yes, and maybe help her out along 
along the along the way, dude. dude most guys are dumb, dude. <laughs> like, come on. They are. Most guys are dumb, and you should be thankful for that. That's why you got a good girlfriend, because most guys are idiots. You know how many guys had your girlfriend and screwed that up? Uh, you know, I shouldn't say it that way. That sounds like it was a lot. That sounds like it was a lot. I'm sorry, Megan. I didn't mean to make you sound that way. More Stansbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. Dan Stansbury. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your friend Pegs. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Rock 106.9. Incubus tickets up for grabs 830 this morning on the program. 1-800-243-7625. The number you'll need on those. Last night we were at the uh, Canton Palace Theater checking out Shinedown. Had a great time at that show. And beforehand, Fantone and I met up uh, before we went into the venue. And we were walking around downtown a little bit. And Fantone points across the street and says... Dude, are you not seeing that over there? And I was like, what? And I turn around, and I ended up taking a photo of this. And you can see it at my Instagram, which is at Stansbury Show. And it's a new clothing store in Canton, Ohio, downtown there, called Dipped. And the logo is just like the word dipped, but then it looks like honey dripping down the sign. Okay. As in honey dipped. And it made me laugh out loud when I saw it last night because it reminded me once upon a time I was doing a radio show and we had an African-American guy on the program with us. Known the world around as Cracker Man, but his name is Dana. And Dana and I went out one day before the program and I got my hair cut before we were going to do something that Friday night for the show. And he said to me, walking out of the place where I got my hair cut, he's like, look at Stansbury, all honey dipped. And like, I didn't know what he meant. I was like, what the hell does that mean? Like, I, you know what I mean? I, I keep up on the UrbanDictionary.com. I'm on it. But I had no idea what that meant. So when I saw that sign last night, it made me laugh thinking about that when he had to explain that to me. And the reason why we thought this store was so awesome is Fantone saw in the window, dude, that shirt, the trap shirt. Dude, explain the trap shirt. So it's, it's- it's a shirt that says trap on it, like a trap house. Um, and it's right now white people the, are like, What? <laughs> but it's what? in it's in the stylings of like the dream team basketball USA Olympics. Yeah, I knew that. So it says trap, but it looks like it's like the ninety two Olympics team, and dude, it was phenomenal. Yeah, dude, like, your boy needs that. Not just like, oh hey, dude, that's a great shirt. Like, dude, that was one of the best shirts I've ever seen in my life. We were hoping that when we walked in there, they'd have like the full trap like tearaways, like the old basketball. <laughs> <laughs> warm-ups dude dipped seems like uh, dude i gotta buy something from dip uh right across from the ywca right there on where it should be Street. yeah right. right there so again uh, <laughs> yeah right where you need to be right i'm surprised it's not in the foyer of canton towers i'm surprised dipped not in there another thing happening here uh not just a canton business this is a actually a national chain and Fanto's not the biggest fan of yeah uh, you're not the biggest Chick-fil-A fan. I am not. They're, uh, did you see they're changing their menu? They're trying to pull people in. They're now doing family style. We're getting like huge bowls of mac and cheese and that kind of thing. Um, well, it's just going to be more food that I don't like. So, <laughs> dude, mac and cheese is good. <laughs> well, dude, yeah, mac and cheese is good. But like, then everything else is like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, like, and I can look at mac and cheese anywhere. Like, I, I, I no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just because Chick-fil-A is selling more of the food I don't like. I'm not in. I don't know what this is, but I'm convinced. I'm like, I'm like obsessed with getting you to like Chick-fil-A. I don't know why. And I- 
I don't even love it. Like, I like it, <laughs> but it's not like my favorite thing or anything. But there's something about you not liking it where I'm like, yeah, that's not okay. You're not allowed to not like and, that. And I swear to you, I know a lot of people were like, oh, I'm boycotting Chick-fil-A because they hate gay people. It's that got has, nothing to do with that. It has nothing to do with it. It has to do with the chicken sandwiches that are dry and kind of bland and just like, and everybody makes this huge deal about it. Like, oh, we got to go. Oh, it's Sunday. Oh, I can't get my Chick-fil-A. Well, dude, tell them to open up on Sundays. I don't know what to tell you guys. Like, you can go get a chicken sandwich anywhere. And if I am anywhere, See, the last this is why thing, I did it. I knew he'd just go off. thing I'm getting is just a generic ass chicken sandwich. Like, oh, hey, here's bun, chicken, and pickles. It's terrible. All right, I, I, I think we got to stay away from using words like terrible. It is. I, I think that that's a little excessive. I feel like you're being a little guilty of you know of being a little excessive there. Chick Fil A is going to be just fine. They're now uh, serving family style. They don't need me. They don't need. It's not like they're sitting there like, oh, dude, you know what? With the Fantone demographic, we just don't have that locked down. I swear to you, audience, that I talked about dipped and fried <laughs> chicken purely by accident. That was not planned. That was. I know somebody's going to accuse me of that. I. It was just purely accidental there we now have kid rocks senate platform what he's going to run on i've read it 15 times i still don't understand it we'll try to get through it as a class together next on rock 1069 welcome back to the stansbury show 8:30. we'll pass out those incubus tickets they're playing on the 25th out of blossom 1-800-243-7625 the number you'll need on those a little later in the program is New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino there. You're getting new Prophets of Rage, new Brett Eldridge, and not one, but two new Kid Rock songs. Doubling it up on the rock. Yeah. And we actually have a little, uh, we actually have a little Kid Rock information here. Now, he'll be in town with Toby Keith playing August 6th for the Hall of Fame festivities there. Concert for Legends. And I think that's a great bill. I really do. I think I do that's. Too. I mean, that's just. I mean, it's packed full of full of hits. Now, if you don't like either artist, I mean, I, I, I mean, I can get that. But I'm saying you're getting multiple hours of hits there from two different guys. I think that'll be a pretty decent show. Yeah, both have huge catalogs of music, so it makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, they've both me. been out forever. And Kid Rock kind of. It had been like passed around the internet the other day that he was thinking about running for Senate, and then he came out and said himself, "said Yeah, this is not a joke. I'm I'm thinking about doing this. I'm going to do it." And now FoxNews.com has what I guess is his official platform for running for Senate, and I guess he posted this himself on Twitter at Kid Rock, and it's got the official Kid Rock 18 for U.S. Senate logo on it. And apparently this is his like platform. It says here, I believe if you work your butt off and pay taxes, you should be able to easily understand and navigate the laws, tax codes, health care, and anything else the government puts in place that affects us all. I don't get the correlation. I don't get the connection between those two things. Just because you work hard and pay taxes does not mean that you will be able to intelligently grasp the complexity of healthcare issues and or tax codes because you work hard you should just be able to understand that's not true these are incredibly complex issues that it was going to take a little bit more than you putting in 60 hours at the plant for you to get now if he's talking about making this stuff easier that's great and I know people will applaud it but my question will be is how are you going to do that? How are you making tax codes easier? 
Because are you? Do you think you're the first person to have that idea? Like, hey, we should make this stuff easier to understand. Well, no, duh, Kid Rock. But how are you going to do it? Yeah, I mean, let's be real. I think one of the biggest problems with taxes, with health care, with a lot of the issues that face the American people right now is it's incredibly complex. Like, How do you is, make it hard. even for this many people? Right. If there was 50 people in the country, health care would be easy. Um, It'd be aspirin and <laughs> done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and, and and when you're dealing with that, and I, I will always say, like, I kind of view myself as a person who's at least reasonably intelligent, and I still have a hard time navigating the waters of healthcare, of all these different things. So I can only assume that if you are an uneducated person or just a person who's not that bright. Apathetic, even. Right. I can understand why it would be very, very difficult for you to, you know, save yourself money, put your family in the best situation. Um, but you're right. It doesn't. That, that this isn't a solution. He used a lot of words to say nothing, which is what politicians do. Kid Rock's not the first person to come up with that. But what I will say here is, and I said this during the presidential election, this is the way America wants you to talk, though. And I don't know if Kid Rock has a chance to win a Senate seat or not. I mean, I guess you can't put anything past no, anything now. No, you definitely can't. But I know that there are going to be a lot of people in Michigan. Who are going to say, I, that damn right, man. I do. I work hard, and this should be easier. All you've said here is that if it work, if you work hard, things should be easier for you. You're never going to lose votes saying that in America. I wish I could just say that, like, well, yep, that's it. If you just go out there and work hard, everything's going to be fine. But think about how many people listening right now have worked hard their entire lives. And, and have walked been, away with nothing. And, right, have been punched and been beat down by the system time and time and time again. Mm-hmm. So, like... Look at both of us, bro. It, it, it's, 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 not just, it's not just as easy as, like, well... And that's the thing we always sell Americans and people who are lower down the ladder than us as well. You just don't work as hard as I do. Sometimes that's not the case, dude. Sometimes you do get screwed over by the system. So, like, I understand that, but if you're not going to deliver the results of it, if you can't show me how you're going to deliver the results of it, you can have the dog and pony show until you're blue in the face, man. You can talk about, you know what, it's too many taxes, it's not enough jobs, we've got these problems with drugs, dude, and, and, and health care's a, a son of a bitch. But until you start, as a politician, now, if you're just a person complaining about this stuff, then fine, bro. Like, yes, you're right about all that. I don't, yeah, at the bar, that's a good argument. I don't, I don't look at you as guy, you know, working at Jiffy Lube to figure out these problems. I don't look at you, guy who's re- recording American Badass to fix all these problems. But I do look to senators if for it. If you are a politician, dude, you are on the hook for that. And, and if you're not going to be able to do something, which I'm sorry, I don't understand how Kid Rock coming out in the middle of the Senate wearing the fur coat and the red pants and the, and the bowler hat being like, my name is Senator Rock. I don't know how that's going to... This is also a bold statement to make for Kid Rock, because sooner or later, an intelligent political reporter is going to put a microphone in his face and go, do you understand the tax codes right now? Then why should we put you in office? Uh, Are they? Are they? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Are, I mean, uh, I would think that they would, but no, probably not. Are they? I mean, these, this, this is the same. You've got people who are out there saying, oh, we need this, we need that, we need the third. And it's like, well, dude, what are the sanctions right now? What are, what's the process right, right now? What is, what are, what, what are, what's the tax code right now? And these people don't know. They have no these, idea. These people don't know. Most of us don't know. And again, I say this about this. It's, it's, it's not your fault. Life's difficult, man. Especially till you get married, you have three kids, you're just trying to take chicken nuggets out of the goddamn oven and figure out algebra. And so, like, I don't blame... It's comical. I, I don't blame you for not knowing the, the you know... Uh, 
the differences in healthcare here or like the tax codes there versus here. I don't blame you. You're just trying to send your kids to school and, and trying to sound educated because you read the the, the, the article or the, you read the title on Facebook and you're like, oh, healthcare is hard. Okay, <laughs> all right. Remember that? Who thought healthcare would be this hard? Well, I did because I could count. And but yes, you can say all these things, but none of those things have stopped other people. So I don't know why it would stop Kid Rock. I mean, especially in Michigan, it's not like he's running for president. He's running for senator in Michigan. He's a god there, dude. He is. I mean, he walks on water there. So I would. I I, I totally see this happening. And why, if you're Kid Rock, why are you doing this, dude? Just keep playing sold out shows up at the up at the Little Caesars Arena up there, and dude, keep yeah, making this your is grills. Why. This is why. Though. This is why. Look, he's playing here August sixth, concert for Legends. It's not sold out. That's why he's doing this. I, I think it is because I, I think part of it is is that maybe the only people left in the Kid Rock audience are the Kid Rock P1 fans. Maybe some of the outlier fans are like, you know what, we're kind of over you. And maybe that's what's part of this. I don't know. Now, he has been getting a little bit more political in a lot of his like online stuff over the last few years. And I'm sure, much like anybody else, he's got a little bit of money, a little bit of power, and wants to kind of execute it in a way to like push his narrative. I think a lot of people have gotten more political recently. I, I, I think that's fair to say, but it doesn't mean you're qualified to doesn't be in mean the you're Senate, right. Right. right? Just because you have an opinion, just because you think something about it. And like, listen, I'm not trying to say like, yo, you know, you should be in the Senate, your boy, right here, dude. I'm well uneducated for that. I have zero clue, uh, uh, a mastery of the issues that a senator would face on a regular basis. Why would I think that Kid Rock, who has no, no, no. You know why he can win, no though? No credibility because he's Kid Rock, because he's West Coast chilling and the sunshine shining? That's part of it, but also I think the other part is because most people don't know the difference between a senator and a congressman or a mayor. Like, most people don't know. When when, when this does turn into, like, an episode of, of, of like, The Celebrity Apprentice, I mean, we're all going to be sitting here just shaking our heads like, how did this happen? How how did Kim Kardashian end up in the Senate? How did how did Kid Rock end up in the Senate? How did Justin Bieber end up in the Senate? And here it is, dude. It's you. That's how. Us. You. Us. Me. All of us. That's how it happened. Because we all stopped paying attention. Interesting. Just use a lot of words to not say anything. Kid Rock says, I believe if you work your butt off and pay taxes, you should be able to easily understand and navigate the laws, tax codes, healthcare, and anything else the government puts in place that affects us all. No duh, Kid Rock. My question is, how are you going to make that stuff easier to understand? And I would also argue that healthcare should be complicated because we're trying to make it fair for a large group of people. That is going to be difficult. It's okay that things are difficult. It's okay that some things are not understood by all of us. That's okay because that's the way they'll work. That's the way it'll get done. If we have to water it down so far that the know-nothings get it, guess what? It's not going to be good enough. Kid Rock going to be a senator in Michigan. It's pretty interesting. He's also going to be featured on New Tour Tuesday around 945. That'll happen. You're getting hooked up with Incubus tickets, though. That happens next on Rock 106.9. Spend all my time at Hollywood and Vine. Riding at night, cause you sleep all day. I can smell a pig from a mile away. Dan 
Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. We have Incubus tickets. We'll get you hooked up here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625. The number you will need on those. That shows the 25th at a blossom. We're actually off that week. I'll probably go to that. 25th? A week, week from today? Yeah. Jeez Louise. That'd be good times. That should be a good time. Dude, this year is flying by. Mm-hmm. Flying by. 9 o'clock is Nutra Tuesday, New Prophets of Rage, New Brett Eldridge, two new Kid Rock songs. One of them's called Podunk. You don't want to miss that. No, you don't. Don't want to miss that. You don't want to miss any of the Stansberry Show. And you don't right. have to if you listen via the iHeartRadio app. Ding. Da- download at WRQK.com. Ding, ding. Or podcast it at WRQK. All that, dude. Now my boss will text me, finally a good tease. Like he was all over my Instagram the other night because I finally teased something. It's like, yeah, dude, this radio station doesn't tell people I'm on ever. Outside of when the show's on, you never tell people the show's on. So like you can dial down the finally I get a good tease out of my host. Dial it down. A new study's been done that kind of flies in the face of what we think about alcohol. All right. It says here that the University of Missouri St. Louis has found that alcohol does not affect our personalities as much as we think it does. They now a very small study, about 155 people, and they had them fill out a survey, Fantone, on typical alcohol consumption, theirs, and to determine what they believe to be their drunk personality. Are you a happy drunk, mean drunk, fun drunk, this kind of thing, right? All right. Versus what your sober personality would be. And they then invited them into the lab with some of their friends where they consumed cocktails over a time span of 15 minutes, which is not very long. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many drinks you're going to be able to get in at that point. It depends on, I guess, how fast you drink. Afterwards, they uh, then did some group activities where they solved puzzles and then were engaged in group discussions. And then they were these activities were kind of like well thought out and strategically you know, implemented throughout the evening so that the people doing the study could observe and discern between what your drunk personality was and your sober personality. And what they found was it's not much. It's really not much. It doesn't change it. They said after drinking, they, the participants then self-reported that their personalities had changed. And they reported lower levels of being agreeable and openness and higher levels of extroversion and emotional stability. Now, the observers, the people doing the study, though, on the other hand, noticed little change except in one trait, the extroversion. Being more extroverted didn't mean participants were more agreeable or open. In fact, they self-reported being less of both. Meanwhile, they perceived them to have the same levels of both. Thus, the myth of being the happy drunk. Meaning, you know, a lot of people say, I'm happy. No, you're not really. You are who you are. And the alcohol doesn't really change you. I, I have always looked at alcohol like money. It's very much the same thing. When you give a person a ton of money, they don't change. They just become a more heightened version of who they are. And I think alcohol is the very same thing. I don't think it really changes you one way or the other. It just you become more of who you are. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think it fundamentally changes you. You're not going to... uh, If you're an angry person, you're going to be an angry drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I can definitely agree to that. I will say with this study, it feels like there's a lot of if, ands, and buts there. Number one, obviously having 155 participants isn't like, hey, this is definitive scientific proof. Like, it's a conversation over. This is just something that was observed amongst these, you know... It was 156 people were in this study. Right, so we we have to keep that in, in kind of context there. 
there. Um, the fact that you're drinking over 15 minutes, that's strange. That's not normal behavior. If you're out at the bar, that's drinking for hours as opposed to 15 minutes and then going and doing stuff. And yeah, like, that was weird. And, and a little bit of self-reporting there, too, where we're going to start to, you know, people, the way they view themselves versus what they actually are. But if, 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 if we're taking this thought to a kind of broader subject here, is that like... To me, and it's much the same way on, on, on being on the radio, I've viewed as being drunk. To me, it's not that I change who I am. I'm just more of a caricature of who I am. Like, right. it's the same, like. You're just being heightened. Right. It's the same Fantonisms. It's just like to the extreme. I take everything, you know, that much bigger, that much, you know, bolder. Um, I will say though, I, 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 I want to be risky when I drink. That's what I was going to say, and I'm not that person. I'm not like a dangerous person, but when I start drinking, there is a little bit of like dangerous behavior. I'm like, yeah, let's do that. Like last night we were at Shinedown, right? And I don't normally drink on a weeknight because I got to be up at 4 o'clock in the morning. But I was like, eh, I'm at Shinedown, you know what I mean? So I had, you know, I went to dinner with my buddy. We had a couple of drinks there. Then, you know, we were walking to the venue, so we were like, you know, what's it matter? And so we walked to the venue and had a couple of drinks there. And the moment I started to get, like, a little bit of a buzz on, I started panning that whole room. Where's the girl I can take right. home? Where's the girl I can take home? Started texting women from my phone. Let's hook up later. Let's do this later. The moment I get, dude, if I was sober, I would have never thought about doing any of that. I would have just sat there and went like, all right, I'm going to go home. On an average Monday night. Certainly, you would have, have never done that. Right, never done any of those things. So I don't know. I mean, it it it's it's the social lubricant for sure. It makes people more likely to talk. It makes people easier to kind of yeah. not even if get along with, but easier to kind of have the conversation with. So I I don't know if I necessarily buy into one hundred percent of this of this study. Here. I think it, you need to expand it. It needs to be more people. Let's have them drink for longer. Let's have them do different things. Um, I've known people in my life who I know are angry drunks. And uh, I know that's like a term that people kind of created and this and that. But I know a buddy that if he drinks too much, it's going to be a problem. And he's going to want to fight. And he's going to want to do stuff. And so like a lot of us don't want to go out with him anymore. Likes to fight guy is the worst. Likes to fight guy is the absolute worst. Because... It just speaks to who you are. And honestly, if you get drunk and you want to punch people, you know what that's really about? It's about the fact that your life is not in control and that you don't have your hands wrapped around things and you feel like you're spiraling downward and you're going to fix it by punching a stranger. I was going to say, maybe you wish you were punching yourself there. You know what I'm saying? Like deep down inside, you're like, dude, I wish I was on the end of this. If you're over the age of 21 and you're bar fighting, you got serious problems. You have issues and you need to look at that. We'll be right back with you know what let's pass out these i've been telling people let's do it i've been telling people i'm gonna do it let's do it we have incubus tickets we'll take caller 17 right now at 1-800-243-7625 on those and around the corner we'll find out the nine things men are afraid to ask for in the bedroom we'll do that next on rock 106.9 dan stansbury matt fantone just kiss your friend thanks the stansbury show chilling in the studes with my dudes on Rock 106.9. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show. Rock 106.9. 9 o'clock is New Tour Tuesday. Brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino there. You're getting new Prophets of Rage, new Brett Eldridge, and not one, but two new Kid Rock songs. It's a two for Tuesday. That's right. Oh, yeah, baby. Climb up in that air oh, chair. Radio the word. Twin spin. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Want to know how streaming services happened? That's how. Twin, Twin spins, spins, air chairs. I'm sitting up on the billboard until the ratings book comes out. That's how streaming services happened right there. The worst. 
the worst. The worst. Oh, God. Um, we're going to have to push off nine things men are afraid to ask for in bed. All right. I don't have enough time to get full into that here, and uh, so we'll push that off till tomorrow. And I was sent this via a listener, and I find this to be interesting. As there's been a media-like storm about the press uh, events that are happening surrounding the Mayweather-McGregor fight, August 26th. Now, from Forbes.com, I'm hearing that McGregor has already been knocked out in the sparring. That's not good. Sparring is just that. You're fighting. You're not supposed to knock people out during it. Yeah, and for the most part, your partner's not punching you full force there. I mean... You wouldn't think. Especially as you get closer and closer to the event, you're not trying to you know, take headshots or anything like that. Former world champs Jesse Vargas and Brandon Rios spoke up and said... McGregor had already been knocked out in sparring in preparation for the bout. That's nuts. That is nuts. See, because everybody's been talking about, and myself included, that if Connor lands the right punch, you can knock Mayweather out. But nobody's giving Mayweather the chance to knock McGregor out. And it's because of the way Mayweather fights. He's a defensive fighter. He's never really been about coming at you and like trying to knock you out. It's not his fight. It's not his game. Yeah. But let's not pretend, I mean, if he's getting knocked out in sparring, and I don't know this to be true, but guys are saying it is, if he's getting knocked out in sparring, Mayweather's got enough power to knock you out then. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's ridiculous to think that just because, you know, Floyd Mayweather, when he's boxing other elite boxers, he fights defensively. If you're in there with a That's dude smart. who has never been in the ring, never been inside that in that boxing ring before. You might go on the offensive more. Might go on the offensive, might see an opportunity to exploit, like, hey, dude, he's got his hands down. I can knock this fool out right now. He doesn't understand. You can't leave your hands down with me because my hands are so fast. You're right about that. And like, I, I know it's the Vogue thing to do now where it's like, no, dude, maybe connor has got a chance. Maybe connor has got a chance. You think dude, no way. He's stepping into the ring with one of the greatest boxers of all time. You say he's a defensive boxer. He's a flashy boxer. He's a, he's a, he's a, you know, a light punchy You know boxer. what he is? He's a successful boxer. Right. A, yeah. a, a, an unbelievable track record. 48 now. So I, I don't, I, I still stand firm to, dude, McGregor has a very, very, very slim shot here, if any. I think he kind of knows it, too, maybe. And maybe I think that's why the press events have been so ramped up. And again, I think they're in on it together. I think they've coordinated statements. I think they knew what they what each other was going to say. I think it got a little out of hand. It's been three of them. And it's like you got, you know, people were pointing this out yesterday. You know, these guys aren't stand-up comedians. And you're putting them out on stage right. three days in a row or whatever right. it is and expecting them to say new things. I got to give credit to Chris Broussard there. I felt like that was an excellent point. And that's kind of how things kind of went off the rails in this and I heard J.A. Adande from ESPN say and I'm sure a lot of people feel this way that these media events surrounding this fight has done the opposite effect on him which he's like you know I wanted to see this fight and now I don't now I'm just I now I just want them both to shut up and go away I find them both to be annoying yeah we brought up the point before and I guess saturation fight, fighting sports are different but if any other two athletes were behaving like that oh, oh dude we'd god. have their heads on a platter oh god they both have to do like PSAs now about your kids and the right way to do things and the pl- how to play like a professional but the fight sports are different they just have always been different it's because there's no league 
Yeah, I think they both know that this fight isn't going to be what everyone wants it to be, so we might as well give them something that's See, worth something. But in my view, I think that makes it worse. Because if you're going to hype, 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 and then you don't deliver, I think you look worse. Well, but they get paid more. You know what I mean? And let's not pretend that either one of these guys care how they look. No. It's it's both no. what they're going to get paid. And I think McGregor is doing this whole thing to amp up the, look, I'm great on the mic. I got the great skills. Vince McMahon can't wait to sign me. I'm going to be the next big thing in the WWE. And I could see that. And if McGregor goes to the WWE, let's, I mean, dude, it's great for McGregor and it's great for the WWE. That's going to bring in a ton of viewers on that stuff. And I think that's part of what he's doing as he's getting ready to set that whole run up. But if he's been knocked out in sparring, and according to a couple of guys, and again, I'm reading this from Forbes.com, if that's happened, I think Mayweather's got a really good shot to knock him out. If you're getting knocked out in sparring, you got a great shot to be knocked out by one of the best fighters ever to step in a ring. New Tour Tuesday starts with Profits of Rage. That happens next on Rock 106.9. Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansberry here for High Voltage Indoor Karting in Medina. The premier spot for thrills and entertainment just got a whole lot bigger. Now you've heard me tell you about the high speed, adrenaline pumping, extreme driving on Northeast Ohio's first, fastest, and longest indoor track. But now they've doubled the track with a new extension that takes you outside with a long, fast straightaway on Rock 106.9. If you missed... The announcement for the iHeartRadio Music Awards, that information can be found at WRQK.com. There it is. Now, however, we're going to start New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park there, where I'll be later tonight for the Diana Raw Show. Get out, wait. If you're new to the program, here's how it works. We play you some new music, and then we basically vote on it. Smash or Trash goes back to the very beginning of radio. Nobody's rethinking the wheel here at the Stansbury Show, especially not on a Tuesday morning. We do have new Prophets of Rage for you. Uh, this is Rage Against the Machines band. Um, a little bit of... Uh, it's Chuck D from uh, Public Enemy. And I, why can't... Cypress Hill. Be Real. Be Real from Cypress Hill. I, can't rem- I can never remember Cypress Hill's name. Uh, and they have a new song here called Living on the 110. Me, dude. Why? Because you hear it right there where it sounds like your Zach De La Roach is about to come in and be like, yeah, ooh, and then do his little Zach De La Roach and thing. And you don't get him. And it never happens. You can yeah. hear the rage against the machine and you're like, yes, dude, rage. And then it just. Which, bad. by the way, I was surprised when they were out on the road that that didn't eventually happen. And given where we are politically in this country right now, where is the next rage against the machine? You would think now is when we would be spawning that, or when that band would get back together and go, okay, there's stuff to talk about now. Let's do this. I'm surprised we're not getting more 
angst-ridden rock music like we did in the 90s. Yeah, and maybe that's to come. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Still early. Yeah, we're very, we're very early in this. But it's not like over the past eight years, like there wasn't things that Rage Against the Machine could have been pissed about. If anything, dude, you could have been pissed at Obama for not being progressive enough. So, like, I, I don't know. System of a Down, Rage Against the Machine, all you bands, and I guess Rise Against is the new, like, political band. But, like, uh, where are you guys? You should come right. out with something. Right there now. should be something angry right now. mixed well no there's no excuse from that no not for who's in this band i mean rage against the machine released how many good albums i mean public enemies released albums since how long i mean in you guys don't have a mastery of the control board yet that's weird better with that sound if that was Zach De La Rocha screaming at it. A lot. A lot better. I'm really surprised with how poor the Chuck D verse was. I mean, yeah. that guy's a lyrical genius. He's always been really good, and this is what he does. They were a political movement, too, Public Enemy. Oh, I mean, that's, yeah. that's totally yeah. what they were. And I just would expect this to be... I, maybe my expectations are too high because of it being a super group, but this is just falling flat for me. Zach Taylor Roach is doing that guttural extreme. It'd be awesome. Um, both those verses they just did, they were too on the nose. I understand you're trying to write a song about poverty, but like that's one of the great things about Rage Against the Machine is that like as a kid, I didn't understand those songs. And I've gone back as an adult, listened to them more. Right. And I'm like, oh, that's what that was. Right. It wasn't just like that was just too like, hey, you're poor and it's a bore and you can't snore because you can't sleep. Now peep my next rhyme and it's like, dude, enough. Right. We get it. I agree.
expanded. I want this to be better. Yeah. When they played the Agora, it was so good. The energy in that building was so amazing. And they they tore that building up. They were so good that night. Well, no wonder it has to be rebuilt now. Destroyed by the Prophets of Rage. Rebuilt yeah. by, what is it, AIG? AEG. AEG. Yeah. Yeah, they made that official last week. Yeah. That show was so good. It was just like two and a half hours like just chock full of hits that you know from all three artists that that was really good that was uh living on the 110 new stuff from prophets of rage i hear actually they're going on a national tour now uh phantom give me the vote on that one it's a turd um like i said throughout the song dude it just would have been so much better as a rage against the machine song featuring be real and chuck d then it would be like yeah yeah it kind of sucks for a rage song but they brought in two rappers and and at least zach de la rocha was screaming about something um i i agree with that you just there was just a lot of parts of that song that sucked the verses the mix the beat like pretty much everything was a turd i yeah I, i'm gonna have to vote that's a turd as well it's a turd for me and this would be true of any song more Chuck D, less be real. Another uh, another song for New Tour Tuesday. It's the country uh, offering Brett Eldridge something I'm good at. This was a Fantone pick. There it is. I have not heard this song yet. Fantone was like, dude, I got the country song. I'm telling you, this is what we got to play. This is a Fantone pick. You're getting it next on rock1069.com. In the middle of New Tour Tuesday, we already played you the new Prophets of Rage, living on the 110. Turd, awful, bad, not good is essentially all the words to uh, use to describe that. I have not heard this next song yet. We usually play Surprise. a country song every week, and Fantone said to me, he's like, dude, there's a country song out, and I don't know if you've heard it yet, and I haven't heard it. And he was like, I personally, he's like, I believe this should be the pick this week. So I was like, all right, I trust you. We'll let you pick it. It made me stop. Like, as I heard it, I'm just... I, I don't made, tell me what you were doing. I'm a notorious, a notorious flipper of the radio stations. I Even if it's a song I like, I'm constantly looking for, like... You have radio ADD. Either, you do. either in the car with you is kind of annoying. Either that. another song that I want to hear or another... Just something I'm always turning to stations, and this made me stop in my track, so... All right, this is new Brett Eldridge, Something I'm Good At. Get ready to go crazy right here. Did he call himself a guyer? Yeah. Like a guyer? He did. I'm a burnt toast guyer? Yeah, that's not great. I'm a real bad liar. I'm a burnt toast kind of guy. If I try to build a fire, I'll burn wood. Dude, it's 2017. You haven't figured out that three is the setting on the toaster? <laughs> There's even pictures of the to- of the color of the bread on the toaster now. It's three, Brett. Everybody knows that. Isn't that funny? I have said this about Brett Eldridge before, and it's totally true. If you're a country fan, you'll know this, and you'll know it to be true. He is so 
so very much the poor man's Billy Currington. It's like every time it's like, yeah, it's like this would be better if Billy sang it. Now, this song, I don't think anybody could save it. <laughs> I'm not sure anybody saves this, but he is such the poor man's Billy Currington. I got a poor sense of direction, sometimes too strong of affection. He's listing a lot of things that he's bad at that no. I assume country dudes are good at, like sense of direction, like being able to start a fire, being Fix able to a change flat. a flat tire, right? Like those are all like basic man oh, things. Oh, yeah. As a matter of fact, there was another country artist, Justin Moore, who had a song called Beta Hook, and it was all about the stuff like a city dude like you and I can't do, but a country dude could. Right. He, like, like, he could skin a deer. You can't, you can't, you can't change your flat tire, dude. Like that's not even, that's not even a country thing. That's just like a human being. I'm on the side of the road. Yeah, it's not even a man thing. And That's a human. Right. My grandmother can do that. For a whiskey made in Lisburg, Tennessee. If there's a hole in my boat, son, you bet that all she wrote. I'm a Titanic sinking down into that big blue sail. I think I figured out why I haven't heard this yet. Why's that? <laughs> because who the hell would play it? Country stations, dude. Are they? Are they I, on this? I didn't hear it. Uh, I, you know, I didn't hear it on, on Rock 106.9. I thought yeah. maybe you, I thought you maybe created an artist station at iHeartRadio. And no, 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 this you is, didn't. This was this was All FM right. Terrestrial Dial. I want a job as one of these country artists with like these bro country dudes being their backup, like in the background. Yeah, ha <laughs> man. Oh, the hype man, yeah. dude. Hype man's been making good. good yeah, that that's good living. <laughs> they stole that from rap music a little bit. Stole a lot from rap music. Yeah, the poor writing. They did do that. She's the author of the Booker you're reading. Let's go. No, back. you don't just get to. God. <laughs> Although Snoop was adding Z's and words forever and nobody cared. So I guess, yeah, be the guy or be the booker, be whatever you want to be, Brett Eldridge. That was really bad. That was really bad. This town. Oh my <laughs> God! I don't understand how this stuff comes out. I don't get it. Like this is live, okay? So like sometimes while you're in your car and you're listening to me or Fantone say something, you're like, "How did that happen?" It's because it's live, is how that happened, right? But this was recorded, produced, edited. Trimmed down, sent to multiple people at a label. Like fifty-five idiots had to say, "Yeah, before that, before it got to you, that got through fifty-five people before." And we're the first two people to look back and go, "I don't know, man. I don't think. I don't think that's got it." I get, dude. I can't believe. I can't believe I'm as little paid as I am in this country. I can't believe it. I would have been standing up in the back of that meeting room, going, "I don't know, bro. I don't think. Let's do this. Let's change this." I, well, first of all, she's not the author of a booker. What the hell is that? There is no such thing. She can't be that. There's no such thing. Over this town. Yeah, don't do that. 
good at. You thought I was over. Whoa! Oh, my mind, such a lucky guy. You got me tongue-tied like Jekyll and Hyde. I'm coming undone. I'm born to run. I got my shades on. Here comes the sun. Songwriting. <laughs> I mean, he had a hit on the radio so about four or five months ago. <laughs> that was it. Was a really good song. He should have stuck with that one. Jesus, Brett Eldridge, something he's not so good at. There, fans, don't give me the vote. Not a turd. Yay. I didn't press the wrong button. I voted not a turd on that. Um, honestly, and the reason why is that like a quality song? Is that good songwriting or anything? No, like I it? know that. I, no. I heard it. I know the no. answer. No, but it's in the it's in the lane of kind of what I expect out of country music nowadays. If to you're be terrible. Go spend the day at the lake, and you're gonna go like drink a million Coors Lights and do that, dude. That's the perfect sound soundtrack for it dude it's terrible it's cheesy it's kind of fun like i had i had no problem with that song not a turd i'm gonna vote i have a problem with you <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what i have a problem with i have a phantom problem six foot seven 230 pounds of problem i got in my studio right now apparently we listen to something completely different i fan- somebody get phantom some beats my drain he can't hear a goddamn thing in here I'm voting turd on that one. It's a turd. Dear God, bro. Like, did you just keep throwing curveball after curveball after curveball at your boy? I can't have that. Dear God, you're getting not one, maybe only one. I don't know if I can handle any more terrible music. No, seriously, you're getting not one, but two brand new Kid Rock songs. That happens next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruitcakes. The Stansberry Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Sansbury here for the Wacom Auto Family. Whether you're looking for a certified pre-owned or new car, Wacom is the place you need to be checking out. You can do so in person at the Wacom Auto Mile, West Tuscan, Lincoln Way, between Canton and Maslin, or do what I did, start online at Wacom.com. If you're in the market for a new car, let's check out Wacom Mitsubishi. As right now, they have the 2017 Mitsubishi Outlander that was voted the most affordable third-row SUV by Cars.com. They took into account price, payment, repair costs, fuel costs, and trade-in value. And as a matter of fact, the Outlander was $3,000 less than any other vehicle done in that study. And right now, every Mitsubishi sold at Wake of Mitsubishi comes with a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain warranty and free five years of roadside assistance. Like I said, you can find Wacom on the Wacom Auto Mile. That's at West Tuscan Lincoln Way between Canton and Maslin, or do what I did. Just log online to Wacom.com. If you're car shopping, do what I did. Save the Wacom Way. Whew, that song was terrible. We do have not one, but two new kid rock songs for you as uh, you know he's making his run for Senate in Michigan. Um, and if you're going to make your run for Senate, dude, you need to release two singles. That's like that's Senate 101 is you have to have two active singles going before you can get in. Uh, multiple people are asking me if we already did that Brett Eldridge song. And look, we've made this mistake as a show before, so I'm not going to put it past us to, no, have, to, to have done that. But I, I hate don't it. think so. I think you'd have remembered that. And I, that it's brand. It's new. I uh, 
I hated it enough to do it again. <laughs> like so that so that's just gonna have to be okay. Uh, let's start with this new Kid Rock song, "The Greatest Show on Earth," which will be here August sixth, by the way. I'm assuming this is the more rocky of the one of the two. Yeah, because the other one's called Podunk. Okay. When's the last time Kid Rock had like a massive hit? What was the last? Because the like the last song I remember him releasing new, and this is this is not the last song he did, was so hot. Like that's the last time I remember like Kid Rock dropping a song that I felt like okay, that's probably gonna burn up the radio station. And did it? You know, no, what I mean? got halfway no. there. So like By halfway there. I don't know the last time he had a legit like hit. Record that was two thousand and eight. So seven uh, maybe. Ten years we're talking yeah. about for 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 him to have a legit smash. Yeah, it's been a while. about Kid Rock that's likable. I don't know what it is. It's not talent, but it's definitely, <laughs> there's something about him that's totally likable, and I've always said this about Kid Rock, and this is important with this show coming right around the corner for, you know, the Hall of Fame festivities there, that if you go see him, you totally understand how he became Kid Rock. He, he knows how to stir the pot. He gets his audience all whipped up in a fever. It's a very fun party atmosphere. He gets you involved in it. Like, when I went and saw him, I was like, okay, now I know how you became Kid Rock. Yeah, he's got that natural charisma that a front man needs. He does. And he's it got it. it. You're right. It's not talent, but it is charisma, it's and you can't deny it. X Factor thing, and he's filled to the lid with it. time believing him as a badass nowadays because he's had so many cheesy things, but he still does have that rock and roll sound. Uh, like, here's the thing. I'm willing to bet you get Kid Rock all drunk on Red Stag and he's going to punch you in the face. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm you. not saying white trash behavior is beyond him, but like when you listen to rock music, you kind of have that like, well, is this speaking to me? Do I feel aggressive because I'm listening to this? And Kid Rock just kind of, it feels a little cheesy to Forced? me. Forced? So, okay. Yeah, it feels a little bit. Especially, I mean, the the the, the Devil Without a Cause album, I felt like, alright, dude, Bob, what's Bob? Yeah, that dude's pissed off during that song, but this, it just feels a little bit like... Manufactured anger? Yeah. Yeah, well, welcome to being a celebrity for 20 years and having a ton of money, you know? And All Summer Long was his last hit. Oh, I, well, see, I don't even count that song because it's a, it, All Summer Long sucked. Um, but his biggest song, hands down. Is it? Oh, what beats it, dude? What beats All Summer all Long? All Summer Long is was bigger than Only God Knows Why when that came out? I'm going to do Which one's still getting played? All summer long. I'm multiple formats that, on multiple radio stations. Yeah, that's dude. probably about the fact that honestly, radio programmers aren't as good as they used to be. Well, I mean, I mean, they're just not. They're not as good as, but, as they used to be. But when it comes down to it, dude, when it comes to what's the biggest hit, what's the song that's been in front of the most people for the longest amount of time, I don't even think it's a competition with uh, with with all summer long. Ah, uh, bigger than cowboy, uh, dude. My one hundred and seventeen plays all summer long still. 98.1 WKDD plays all summer long still. Rock 106.9 plays all summer long still. 
We, I, uh, which again, which is why we tell you to create artist stations on <laughs> iHeartRadio. <laughs> Kid Rock to me. I don't love it, but it's a straight fastball right down the middle for him. And it's nice because his audience, there's a huge overlap when it comes to dudes who listen to rock music and dudes who listen to country music. And so rap. Like, well, and the There's a little bit say, of intersection there. He stayed away from him going back to being a rapper. Well, and yeah. The reason, it, it makes sense because it's like, dude, that's not what my audience he wants to get elected. is anymore. I mean, 20 years ago, you know, a 40-year-old dude standing there at 21 years old, 19, 20 years old, was sagging his pants and listening to rap right. music. They're not anymore. 20 years later, he's like, nah, I listen to country and I listen to rock. If you, dude, I will give Kid Rock credit for this. He has reinvented himself a little bit in that manner without going so far that you don't recognize who he is anymore. I remember when he did Picture with Sheryl Crow. People thought that was going to be it. Like, oh, he's went soft, it's over, the whole thing's over, and he just keeps reinventing himself. He just came out in a pair of like white trash jeans and a Bob Seger t-shirt and was like, I'm a hillbilly now! Two years ago I was a rapper, I'm a hillbilly now! And we all ate it up. Alright, sure. Yeah. song he plays at every concert. Oh, yeah. You know, you always see politicians get in trouble for using songs from artists for their campaign and stuff. You wonder, is he just going to do his own, use his own stuff? I wonder. Just Trump up there in Michigan stumping for rock. I can just see it, dude. Yes, yes, it will happen. Wow. Oh, you could have been done. Could have been. It's like a comic book movie. Could have been over 20 minutes ago. There it is. There it is. There's Kid Rock wrapping up the greatest show on earth. Phantom, give me the vote. Eh, it's half a turn. Um, not a terrible song there. And when you know the Kid Rock show comes to uh, to Benson Stadium, I'm sure I'll be standing there drinking a beer, enjoying it. But I'm not going to. be That's li- when I'm going to get a beer. <laughs> I'm not going to be listening to that at any point in yeah. my own uh, life. So I'm going to agree with you. I got to vote half a turn. It's eh, almost it's good. half a turn. It's almost good. It's not quite there. I understand what he's doing. If you get the right portion of it and run it under like football highlights, you know, for commercials. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. I'm not sure it's a huge song for radio, though, so I'll vote uh, half a turn on that. We have another Kid Rock song here. Two for Tuesday. This one's called Podunk. I was going to go a little bit more country here. Might go a little bit more rap. You don't know. No. Doesn't sound like it. Got that harmonica going. 
What is that? I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. What, what? Wait. What? She looks good with her jeans all ripped, and even though she's pregnant, baby in the belly, baby on the hip. There. Yeah. She's got a. Uh, she's got the the belly button sticking out there. And oh you know, God. And let me guess. This is a, a song's called Podunk. This is like three and a half minutes of why it's awesome to be dirt foot poor. Like it's so awesome. I don't have shoes. It's awesome. Did you say peeing off the porch? Little uh, little gold head rascal peeing off the porch there, which if like, I don't know, if I'm driving down the street and I see some kid urinating off the side of a house, I don't know. I'm going to be concerned, but what uh, He's probably going to have to register as, as a sex offender for the rest of his life, yeah. Shotgun looking for a store. Oh, no, it doesn't give a flying hillbilly F there. Again, where was the other people in the studio? Where were they? <laughs> Did you guys go to the store for blunt raps? What happened? Why was nobody like, ah, bro, let's take it from the top. Let's try another one here. Jesus, Jesus, dude. I feel like I need a T County answer key for the test. Like, somebody tell me what the hell he's talking about. My car's not lifted enough to understand what he means. Was, I'm sorry, was that a yard full of chicken, barn full of junk? Is that what he said? That's what he's got there, dude. That's what Kid Rock has? That's where he's at? Got it. Shut up if you ain't. Is that what he said? No, holla if you is. Shut up if you ain't. About being podunk. Yeah. All right. Well, then I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna be a little quiet. Sorry if you can't. Holla if you is. Shut up if you ain't. Oh 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 oh. I will give him credit. I, I think it's nice of him to write songs that give you enough time to go check out the merch table. That was nice of him to do that. 
over your head If your back is crazy and your neck is red As a dirt on the road where we all grew up Sing something with me if you ain't nothing but You ain't nothing but It's not over right now? No, no. Well, let's get that in another time. It's still not over. Still going. Is he going to sing this all summer long? Is that what's going to happen? Wow, there's brand new Kid Rock called Podunk on New Tour Tuesday on Rock 106.9. Fantone, give me the vote there. <laughs> it's half a turn. Now, this is un- unusual for me, but I'm going dude, to say... Dude, we're going to fight, man. <laughs> like, I, like uh, say... Dude, are you on the take? Who's paying you right now? <laughs> I wish somebody. Um, I don't think that's a hit record. I feel like that was a little You're bit right. too, too, too strange there for country stations, and rock stations obviously aren't going to touch it. But I'm going to go back to, like, dude, I'm going camping next week, and if that song comes on the radio and I'm drinking beers without a shirt on, there is going to be a little bit of me that's like, hell yeah, man, get those... Get, get those get, get those flamingos out by the ditch, man. I don't know. There's something about that song that I felt like was redeeming. Well, I hope you get blinded <laughs> by fireworks while you're camping. I, I hope something bad happens to you with a Roman candle. I, I don't under I don't understand what happened to Fantone. I feel like it's like it. This is like an awful episode of Scooby Doo. Like somebody <laughs> yanked somebody yanked the hood off of Fantone. Let's find out who he really is. I don't know, dude. You've been throwing curveballs all day, man. I don't like it. That song was horrible. I'm voting major turd on that. It's a turd. Yeah, I can't get behind that, but I uh, but I do like Kid Rock. I am a fan, and I will be in attendance when he's playing August sixth at the Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, the concert for legends. There, I'd be happy to do that. But woof. yeah, neither one of those were good. Aside from that, we are done for the day. You'll be able to podcast today's episode. That will be up at wrqk.com shortly after 10 a.m. Aside from that, you guys have an awesome afternoon.